Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Crawford. Welcome back to the Green Pole podcast. Um, I'm chuckling because I am a believer in consistency and selection, and I do have the originator of this very podcast on the line with me this evening to preview the derby on Saturday at Craven Cottage. Alan Druitt, how are you doing, my son? I'm very well, thank you, Dan. Very, very well. It's been a great week. I just wish this Mitrovic saga will hurry up and come to an end one way or another. But other than that, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. How are you? Well, I was going to break it in gently, but now you've gone there. Um, given that we are where we are and you want it to end, how do you want it to resolve yourself? Because I'm in two minds over this one. Like seeing him come on at Everton and play such a big part in the win and celebrate a goal before it went in and run over with the boys. I was persuaded that maybe it wasn't so set on moving to Saudi Arabia. But there's no smoke without fire, as they say. My concern is, were we to sell him, I'm not sure where you get another Alexander Mitrovic from. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, you don't. You don't get another Mitrovic. Uh, I think we just have to rethink our our plans of attack. I trust Silva. I trust Boamorte. I trust the whole coaching team to make sure that whoever we bring in to replace Mitrovic is the right replacement. I know we've been linked with the Arsenal striker, uh, which I'm excited about if that's true. Uh, I know a lot of money though it... for a guy who's never really barely played any Premier League football. Fifty million pounds. I mean, I'd be going back to the Saudis and saying, "Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Show me the real money. You know, how much do you value this guy? Given that you're going to really upend our our plans for the season." Yeah. Well, the good thing is though, the Saudis are offering to give us the full forty-three, forty-seven million up front. Um, well, I'm still so... a bit short of the old uh, valuation. I mean, I don't believe Mitrovic is sort of, you know, some tat you get down at Shepherd's Bush Market. It's a little bit damaged on it. You get a discount. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, he has been a bit damaged over the last sort of 12 months. He's had a few injuries. So, you know, I think... Why are you I, making I just excuses wanted... for the Saudis here? Come now. <laughs> I, We've I'm, done the I'm real trying to be here. nice to him so that, well, eventually they'll soon get bored of it because it's every, I'm just getting bored of Saudi Fulham, Saudi Fulham. Um, and yet this Dimitrovic saga has gone on for far too long. Um, personally, I would have liked Dimitrovic to have come out and said either I'm staying or the reports are true because I don't think he's doing himself any, any favours by the way the whole situation planned out. You know, he came on against Everton. He was he played an important role in getting us the three points, and he he looked happy. He he looked as if he could just get back into the starting lineup, and all's forgotten. In an ideal world, he stays. We have a good season, and it's all forgotten about. But was he now twenty eight? That ankle, knee, it's not great. So I don't think it's the worst time in the world to cash in, but. There's a lot of pressure on our replacement to come in and, and hit the ground running. And I was trying to think of the last striker that the, that we bought under this ownership, not called Alexander Mitrovic. It was half decent. And I drew a blank. Um, There's been some shockers. There has. 
I don't anyway, know what. It's I... me bright and uplifting <laughs> on the on, on this podcast, or at least try to be. So tell me about how good it was to get those three points against Everton one more time. You know, we've had a bit of time to reflect on it. Um getting off to a to to a winning start is always excellent. Sets us up really nicely for this weekend because that's as you mentioned um when we looked back on it, not the easiest place to go and play, is it? It's not. Uh, Goodison Park is well known for being quite hostile, being a tough place to go to. Not many teams will go there and win. Yeah, okay, yes, the last sort of season, it's not been the toughest of places, but, you know, Everton have never never been relegated from the Premier League. So it's obviously a tough place to go for for everyone. Um, but it's it sort of give me an extra... Bouncing a step this week, knowing that we start the season, we're on three points, and we go into into the the bus stop in Hounslow full of confidence, with hopefully the likes of Bassi to come back in, and you know uh, Adama Traore will make his debut at some point, I'm sure. So yeah, it's it's positive. Just I just want this Mitrovic saga to end. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't blame you at all. Um... How are you thinking then in, in terms of this weekend? And and first of all, really a question that I'd like to ask, how big is this game for you? Because um, we have a surfeit of local rivals and let's be careful about how we, how, how we rank them. But for fans of a certain generation, Brentford wouldn't have figured until quite recently. And that'll be a fine for me. Um, uh, the boys from Hounslow wouldn't have figured quite re- until quite recently. And they've done quite well at Craven Cottage, annoyingly, um, over the last sort of 10 years or so. We'd like to begin to put that in the rearview mirror, as we did at the start of last season, no? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think three points is, is definitely achievable on Saturday. And I do make a slight favourites going into that game. I, d- I weren't overly impressed with Brentford on Sunday when they played Tottenham. Uh, they didn't look as threatening going forward without um, Tony, which, you know, derbies, anything can happen. I know that. But what I want to see from us is I want us to stamp our authority at the start of the game in the first five, ten minutes. Just take control of it. If you get an early goal, fantastic. But I do feel we should start the game on the front foot. And, and we don't need to show any fear to, to Brentford. I think under Silva, we're a, a totally different animal than we were in the previous sort of six to eight games we played against Brentford. Um, but yeah, we have to be positive. We have to be confident. And there's no reason why we don't walk away with three points come half past five on Saturday once all the other time's been added on. Yeah, that is another issue. It's <laughs> impact on your Saturday evening plans, doesn't it? Now that they're adding on <laughs> 25 minutes for everything. Um so, so just back on that, I mean, they've had our number a little bit of late um, and there are obviously some question marks about how they're, you know, I, I would have thought selling David Raya is a net positive because you're not going to concede from free kicks that are sort of 40 yards out and way to the left um, <laughs> anymore. Um, but they've lost a couple of key players. Um, our, ourselves, in terms of, how we look at this game, you want to start almost like we started the Derby at Craven Cottage last year, 
remember Jay Stansfield hitting the bar and Bobby Reed following it up. And, you know, we played the first 25 minutes of that game um, like we were flying on all cylinders. That's how you really want to start. Hit them hard and, as you say, um, go on the front foot as Silver urges us to do against any opposition. Well, that's it. And yes, in an ideal world, we're 1-0 up again after two minutes. But if we're not, it is what it is. But I, every time we've started off a season under Silver, we've always been on the front foot. We've always been flying and we've always been up for it. I see Saturday as being no different. I think we're going to come out and we are going to get in their faces. We are going to say, right, let's see what you can bring. But as I mentioned, you know, Bassi, I think, will come in. I, I can see Traore playing some part. Paulinia should start as well. So we're definitely stronger than we were last season and they're definitely weaker. So if you want to try and balance that out, uh, the law of averages say we should be um, a bit more comfortable on Saturday. But yeah, I just I just can't wait for it now. If we'd have had a negative result on Saturday, just gone, it may be a bit different. But, you know, we're coming off the back of a win and yeah, let's, Let's just look forward to it. And I think uh, there's always something special about the first home game of the season. We talked before about sort of how we both became Fulham fans. And I do think the the ground and uh, and the uniqueness of Craven Cottage really played a part in it. I know you take your your family to, to the games, Al. And uh, it's always special when you go back to Craven Cottage after that sort of three or four months of, being somewhere else, seeing everybody again, getting back into the swing of football. And I don't know about you, that I still get those nerves at sort of five to three when the teams are ready to line up in the tunnel when you're waiting for them to come out, whoever we're playing. But it's obviously heightened uh, because this game means means a little bit more being against one of the uh, noisier neighbours, shall we say. Yeah, and it, it's probably the best game to start the season with if you're talking of your first home game, you know, Brentford at home, as we've mentioned, it, it is a local derby. There is, the rivalry has progressed over the last few seasons. Then, you know, for about 20, 30 years, it did sort of sub, subside. It wasn't as strong as it was now. So it gives us a chance, the fans to, to get behind the boys come three o'clock on Saturday. And yeah, just make Craven Cottage rocking. Because I think last season, without the Clappers, the atmosphere was certainly a lot better. We were a lot more vocal. And, I, you know, Silver said it. A lot of the players have come out and said it. So we have to make Craven Cottage a fortress again. If we're going to have a good season, Craven Cottage, it has to be a place where people are, are sort of scared to come. A bit like what I mentioned earlier with Everton and Goodison Park. They've done it for years. You know, we, Whenever we've done well in the Premier League, we've always relied on our home form. And this season is going to be no different. So... Let's hope we can make it two wins out of two. And yeah, roll on to the Arsenal game the week after. And, and you have sort of um, segued nicely into my next question was, how much importance do we attach to winning this game given the two fixtures that follow where even with the greatest will in the world, it's difficult to predict uh, another couple of wins at Arsenal and, uh, and Manchester City. It'd be really good to go into those two tough games with maximum points, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll ask you a question. Uh, if before the season started and someone asked you how many points would you would you take out of the first two games 
how many would you have taken? Well, somebody did ask me, and they were very perturbed that I said I want six points. But that was more to, down to the fact that I didn't particularly rate Everton coming off last season. And you sort of looked at their business and you thought, well, they haven't really improved to the level that I would have expected them to do, given that Dyche had, had, had taken the job. And then I, I would just always want to beat beat the boys from Hounslow because when I was a kid going to school, they were a division above us. Um, and they were they were always talking about this is the year they're going to kick on to the first division as it, as it was then. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't think very much of Fulham. You know, they mocked us. Uh, um, and they've been mocking us ever since. You know, one of their, two of their most popular songs are Serenading Diego Forlan. I, I don't remember the last time they got to a European final. Maybe you can help me out, Al. Um, and uh, and I don't re- And what the other one, of course, Bees Up, Fulham Down, you know, glorifying in the fact that, you know, we ended up in the same division. So I'm very revved up to, to beat them. And that's the only reason, slightly illogically, why I want, why I said six points. I think any sort of objective analysis that takes the emotion out of it, you'd be looking at four, but you'd probably be looking yeah. at them the other way around, i.e. win the home game and get a point at Goodison. But now that we're in that position, yeah. why not be greedy and get as many points as we can, mate? Well, that's it. And I think most fans would have taken four points out of the first two games. You know, we're in a, a very good position to, to get six from six. I think, you know, if you're being very optimistic, then, you know, six points out of the first two games is is certainly doable. And now, for me, ever in a way, for opening game of the season is probably slightly tougher. Um, I know many would disagree with that, but I think we said a stat last week that Everton had only lost one opening day fixture out of the last 10. And, you know, in those 10 seasons, they weren't always great. So it is a tough place to go to. Let's not forget that. And, you know, if we can beat Brentford, we are replicating the same results as we did last season, which again is a is a positive because it shows we are still going in the right direction. Um, but if for any reason Saturday does end up in a draw, it's not the end of the world. It's two games in. And as you said, Arsenal and Man City are two games to follow, but we we gave a very good account of ourselves last season and we were unlucky to probably not come away from both games with at least a point. So, yeah, it's it's very optimistic. Um, I can I still think we're two or three signings short, maybe. So it'd be good to to get those done and dusted before the Man City game. But yeah, I I know we've mentioned it a few times now, but there's a few things we still need to sort out internally in regards to Mitrovic, in regards to, to Tosin as well, who's been linked away with Monaco and, and Tottenham. So we were just like a bit of calm now. <laughs> it's been a bit of a hectic Yeah, I think, it, but I think it's going to be one of those last-minute trolley drashes again, isn't it? To, yeah. to get people in. That seems to be the way we work. I just wanted to... You, you, you've hinted at it a couple of times. I just want to do the thing we always do, which is a look at the team selection. Slightly difficult given everything that's flying about. You've mentioned that you'd like Bassi in, I'm assuming, for Reem, who looked a bit rusty um, at Goodison. Is that more to deal with what the opposition are going to offer on 
or, or on Saturday or, you know, how, take me through what you'd be looking for in terms of team selection. So I would still go with Leno in goal. Obviously, he picks himself. You'd go Tete, Diop. I would go Bassi and Robinson. I'd go Bassi because he's slightly quicker than Emery. He's got a bit more physical presence about him. Um, and I'm not going to hold last week's performance against Ream. He didn't have a pre-season at all, really. He was coming off the back of an injury as well. So, you know, we can forget that one. But for me, Bassi has has to start on Saturday. Uh, Paulinho will come back in. I suppose a tough decision Silva has is whether you go for Reed or, or Lukic, who I think has been, who's had a great start to the season, um, including uh, the pre-season. But I'd, I'd probably still sort of edge towards Reed, And then you go, William Pereira has to come back in. He should be fit enough to start from the from the beginning. Uh, William, uh, Wilson, sorry, on, on the right. And then... Oh, he'd cloned him for a minute there. Excellent. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Two William. William Wilson. Um, and then Jimenez up front on his own. If Mitrovic is still there, I think if this there's still all this hanging over us, if Mitrovic is starting on Saturday, I'm going to take that as he's staying. If he's not starting, it's I'm taking it as he's start, going. I mean, I, I, yeah. am I wrong to be slightly encouraged by the fact that it hasn't happened yet, even though we were told it was happening on Sunday, it was happening on Monday? Every day we've had an update from these clickbait merchants saying it's yeah. not done. And there's been nothing it, to say that we've accepted this this offer, which is still short, still seven million pounds short of the uh, the asking price, or six million pounds. Tell maths is not my strong suit. School, can't you? Five million, isn't it? Because <laughs> we're forty-seven. I've read a. Well, uh, I saw forty-six, I but you know, given how the Saudis I, like to amass their money, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, what a um, I've read forty-three, forty-six, and forty-seven. But yeah, we which want I think tells you that nobody actually knows. No, and it's just a lot of lazy journalism, as per. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's becoming frustrating. Um, but yeah, if there's any doubt still that Mitrovic is going, and he's not gone by Saturday, then him and his start. Um, but I think it's an important message for the fans if Mitrovic is named in the starting lineup at two o'clock on Saturday. To me, then he's staying. Um, but if he's still unsure, I personally want him out of the squad altogether. Because it, it's frustrating the fans. And yes, the players have to remain professional. But we, without him, our style of football changes slightly. And just, just throw you a, a curveball in there. Um, we talked a lot about him. Bobby Dekwadova Reid. Um mm. He's a great substitute to have, rather like Tom Kearney. But there's got to be a point where he, you know, where you consider playing him in these sort of big games because he definitely lifted our performance even before Pereira and Mitrovic came on last week. Just a word on Declan Overeen and what he adds to the to the team um, because he's been sensational, hasn't he? He has, and it, it's his his versatility is probably his, is his biggest strength. Um, but I think if you're going to be honest about it, our strongest 11, for me, doesn't include Bobby Reid. And that's no, that's not to discredit Bobby Reid at all. 
I just feel there's better players in their positions than where Bobby Reed could fill in. That makes any sense? So the, the luxury we have with him is no matter what you want to do with him when he comes on, he will do a job, whether that's for William, whether that's for Pereira, whether that's for Wilson, whether that's for Jimenez slash Mitrovic, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, and for a derby, if you need that extra bit of energy, him and Traore off the bench could be ideal on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's the exciting thing. Having somebody like Adama Traore to come off the bench, even if it's just for 15 or 20 minutes, you know, no fullback's going to be going to be putting their hand up to say, yeah, I'll take care of the substitute. <laughs> but this is it. But you, when you've watched Traore in a pass for Wolves or Middlesbrough, whoever he's played for, he generally draws in two defenders at once, which again is going to be another positive for us because it allows the likes of Tete, it likes, allows the likes of Pereira to have that bit more space. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in a Fulham shirt. And I'm, I'm actually really excited about the signing. Yeah, he's certainly going to uh, get us off our, off our seats. And uh, he knows where the goal is, certainly at Craven Cottage as well. I, I do remember him scoring one very late on for Wolves at really put a hammer in our, our in our hopes of uh, of staying up. It's fainted. He's done us a favour then, really. It's fainted it? Over. Well, well, you can look at it like that now, but I'm sure we didn't do that at the time. Um, Just more to do with getting rid of a particular coach, I, uh, I think, at that point. Right, it's prediction time. I had a shocker last week, um, so yeah. I'm going to go first this week. Uh, thank you to everyone. So many people who've uh, had a crack at the old prediction league. Um, we will put up the the list uh, tomorrow to show you who's who's inching ahead. Um, I'm going to go for a two-one Fulham victory, Adam, because you've convinced me that that we can do this. Um, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go three. Okay. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that three turned to four. I, I'm ultra confident about Saturday. And for whatever whatever reason, I don't know why. I just feel like we owe them. And we owe them big time. And I th- I can just see it happening on Saturday. So I'll go three one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was four. Oh, fair enough. And just quickly before we call it a day. I do think we have to give a shout out to the hamien.com fantasy premier league and the people who've had a very good first game week. You'll not be surprised to know, Alan, that doesn't include me. I'm languishing. Me. <laughs> I'm languishing way down in equal 66th place, but there are a lot of people in this league. Again, thank you to uh, everyone who's, uh, who's joined and I'm going to give a shout out. We'll try and give a shout out to the top 10 because there are some great team names in here. Leading the way on 97 points, Aaron Trainer's Tim, Team Tim Ream, uh, Artem Atikorov, sorry if I butchered your name, Artem, with Mitrovirus 23. I wonder if that's a, a prescient uh, team name. <laughs> 95 points, equal with Come On You Whites from Chris Field, Drop It Like Diop. Managed by George Tung, very good, on 91. FFC NYC from Aaron Schoenfelder, also on 91. William Dollar Baby, 
another excellent team name of Nathan Smith is on uh, 91. FC Stanky Fangas. I'm not sure if that's a comment on <laughs> anyone, any of us. <laughs> uh, managed by Kevin Izanga, also on 91 points. Then in eighth place, Woody Wanderers, managed by Sam Woodward on 89 points. The Mighty Whites, who are the team picked by Neil Smith, not that Neil Smith, I don't think, are on 87 points. And also on 87 points in ninth place, House Lenovations by Stephen Franklin, which might be my favourite name of all. Um, I like that. (laughs) It's not too late to join the Prediction League um, because, yeah, I've just scrolled towards the bottom and there I am highlighted with 73 points, which I thought was a very good score, Al, and it turned out not to be. In your defence, though, Dan, you've always said that Joe Root is your favourite ever England cricketer and you're just replicating his shirt number. So I'll take my hat off to you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've got... Uh, oh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We've got more than 150 uh, entries ranked and then there are another 10 or 15 who, who've joined a little bit late. Do get involved on the uh, Fantasy Premier League. The, the link is on the website and we'll uh, stick that up again. Um, so I, I just want to give a shout out finally to the other Fulham teams who will be in action uh, this weekend. We start, of course, with the under-21s on Friday night. They take on Manchester City. They had a great win um, last weekend. They were 2-1 down with three minutes to go and won 3-2 at Wolves. So many congratulations to Hayden Mullins on his first victory in a competitive game as Fulham's under-21 coach. Do get along to Motspur Park if you can on Friday night. Our under-18s also beat Reading 2-0, two goals from Tom Oliots. They're away at West Ham on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Of course, the senior side are in derby action on Saturday, as we all know. And a big shout-out to Fulham's women who start their season on Sunday at 2.30 at Motspur Park against Ashford United. The tickets are available on the Fulham FC website. You can also get a season ticket. They're £40 for adults and just £5 um, for juniors. All the money goes back into our fabulous uh, women's side. Um, And we do hope you can get along and support them. We will have some reports from those games uh, through the course of the season and some features with Steve J's team. All the very best from us to them um, for the start of their new season. All that remains then is to thank Alan for his time this evening. You've certainly got me in the mood um, for the derby and we're all fired up and ready to go. And there's still a little bit of time left. Um, I would just point people in the direction of our preview with Billy Grant from Besotted, uh, which went out yesterday. Um, You can get to know Brentford, if you really must, um, by listening to that. Al, thanks so much for your time. No problem. I would just like to say one other thing, though, Dan. Um, Before the the Fulham ladies play on Sunday at 2.30, the Lionesses, as I'm sure you're all aware, are in the World Cup final. So let's hope... uh, all of the, all of the listeners out there that follow England's foot, English football, come on the lionesses. Oh, absolutely, and we 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 should mention, of course, they had a glorious win over Australia 
we do enjoy <laughs> English sporting success over the Australians. Um, and there wasn't even a dodgy stumping in sight, um, which makes it all the more pleasurable. Uh, I would say well, <laughs> there's a very proud West London girl um, who's part of that uh, England Lionesses side, Chloe Kelly, um, who lives not far or used to live not far from, grew up not far from where I do. Um, we wish all of the Lionesses very well in England. First World Cup final since 1966. I'm sure we'll be watching on Sunday and you're right to make sure we mentioned it. Thanks for your time, Al. Thanks, everybody, for all your kind wishes and kind words, actually, coming away from Goodison Park um, last week to pe- people on the train even uh, saying how much they enjoyed the podcast. We really appreciate it. We never expected it to uh, to impact uh, uh, as widely as we did. Who would have thought, Al, that people would like to listen to the two of us whittering on? I'm, I'm certainly still astonished. <laughs> thanks very much um, for this week. Uh, we'll be back with a review of whatever happens on Saturday at Craven Cottage over the weekend. And until then, come on, you whites. <laughs>